Hermes draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, in thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode 30, Magical Games. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome to Third Eye Bind. In this episode, we are discussing and playing magical magical games. games. (laughs) I'm so excited. So excited. But before we get to that, if you like us, if you like the podcast, please share, like, uh, I almost said report. (laughs) Don't report (laughs) us. Don't report us. (laughs) Rate us. A good rating. Uh, We almost have 100 ratings. What? That's a lot. Triple digits. Okay. So, and if you really like us, like really like us, you can um, follow us and contribute on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash third eye bind. And after this episode, we will have a lot of fun content because some of the games we will be playing in their full forms and putting on our Patreon. So there will be a lot of Patreon content associated with this episode. So excited. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't even... Do you want to guess what card we're going to pull today? I don't I don't even know. Me either. Oh, that was fast. Okay. That was fast. <laughs> it's not the hanged man again, is it? It's the fool again. The fool. <laughs> okay. Wow. But that makes sense. So we pulled this for the crone, which... I loved because it talked about like the reconnection to the beginning of a cycle. And this is the beginning of the cycle. This is the beginning of the cycle. Today we are taking some time to reconnect with our inner children. We're playing some really fun nostalgic games, some that I never got to play and I'm really excited to get mm. into. We threw on our best 90s Oshkosh Bagosh outfit. Mary Kate and Ash Olsen, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) It takes two. A little side pwn. Double, what was the? um, It takes two. Double, double toil and trouble. That was my favorite one. Oh my God, I loved that. Cloris Leachman is the shit. So good. When she put mascara in her hair before the ceremony, that was like big beauty inspo for me. That was big inspo. As a small child. (laughs) Oh man. Talk about glamour magic. That whole movie is so, Uh, so weird. So good. It is strange and wonderful. Yeah. Um, but I love this because there's something really innocent about the fool. And I think that innocent optimism is something that we should all hope to experience as children and that a lot of us get like, oh, am I going to cry? I just started crying I right now. I think it gets taken away from a lot of us too soon. Um I think that in Western culture, like we are very much encouraged to grow up too fast or certain experiences make us grow up too fast. A lot of kids are parentified and forced into roles that like little kids shouldn't have to be in. And I think that's also why you see a lot of adults like on social media, on TikTok, um, spending their money on Bratz dolls. Like Disney adults. And Disney, yeah, all that shit because... We make fun of Disney adults, but like... 
Yeah. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. I get it. Like, I... At least as a parent, like, I really want to fiercely protect my kids' youth. Um, I always thought it was really cool that my little sister played with Barbies until, like, high school. Mm-hmm. Like, she never lost that connection mm-hmm. to her youthfulness. And... um I'm really looking forward to today spending some time really just playing with our own inner children and giving them some space to like have fun. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that we're engaging with toys and games that are magical like we are. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, these toys were just, some of these in particular were so inspiring to me as a little witch person, like with no other guidance. Like I took it where I could get it and mm-hmm. I really latched onto it when I did. Mm-hmm. So these things are more than just toys. They're they're like influential to like me Guides as a almost. witch. Yeah. 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 And um wow, i this was the quickest we've cried the whole season. <laughs> We're supposed to be having fun, <laughs> goddammit. I feel like we're not uh, having fun until lot. we're crying. There's a lot. There's a lot. Of, it's nostalgic, you know, and, and with that comes, like, a lot of reflection. Um, so the fool, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, if I were to maybe guess, I would have guessed the fool, the fool. because it's the beginning. It's the innocence. It's the... Ah, the joy the exuberance like going into things without knowing and not not even being fully cognizant that we don't know yeah just existing Mm -hmm. in that way and like the fact that we also pulled that for the crone episode is cool is so cool and just affirming Mm -hmm. that that childlike wonder never doesn't have to ever end Mm. and it's still a tool we can use wow okay and that like our elder years aren't really an ending, but our transition into the beginning of the cycle all over again. Like that's... Yeah, or the beginning of like, yeah, like the afterlife. And Mm -hmm. then what is that like? Then you're the, you know, you're jumping off into the abyss, Mm -hmm. literally like the fool card artwork portrays. Like Mm -hmm. that's... Then you're the fool again. Like you're... Oh, it's so interesting. I was thinking this morning about like what my favorite toys were when I was a kid and... Oh, excuse me. It was a hiccup and a burp. Um, I love that. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite toys was this probably Fisher-Price tea set. And I thought it was magic because when you dipped the little knife in water and spread it across the cookies, jam would magically appear. Yes. It was so cool. Yes. Magic. I played a lot with... um a tub of water and food coloring. Yes. Food coloring was the jam and pots and pans. And I would make potions and make things change color. And yes. like my grandma's front yard. And mm. yeah, a lot of water. Oh, I burped. <laughs> Making like, yeah, different colored potions and like just mixing and you know like that was I remember that was a big thing for me. I oh, loved yeah. potion making outside. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I loved it. I really liked dolls like I really liked nurturing like honestly the the reason why I always wanted kids was because I liked playing with my dolls and like taking care of them and like I thought oh yeah I totally want to do this someday (laughs) 
No, but yeah, I, I would. Ha- I remember having these elaborate fantasies about. I don't know what this says about me as a person, but about like saving things. Like the doll would be like, like not homeless or unhoused, but like it would be on the street, and I'd just like be like, I saved you in here, and now you're warm, and just the feeling of how it felt to be like, yeah, now you're safe with me, and like that feeling was. I really enjoyed that. So I don't know if I was like insecure or what Hmm. (sighs) but yeah that was the vibe and uh, and a lot of these uh my favorite toy i guess this is what we're gonna start with today i did a light some light research Mm -hmm. on these toys was the poly pocket mine too i truly believe that the poly pocket is the best toy of all time i agree i i had a huge Polly Pocket collection. I wanted to enter it in the county fair because oh. they used to do like there was this one inside area that was just full of glass cases yeah. with people's Polly Pocket <gasps> collections. No way. And what I really fuck? wanted to submit mine. I want to do that. Can we do that? They might you know still what? do it. You know, it's funny. 90s con is coming up in Connecticut. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't know that was a thing, but um, one of my Stockists like bought a bunch of my '90s witch pins, my little Polly Pocket for the thing. pins for the event. So they keep posting about it, and uh, yeah, it's a, I, I would imagine somebody's bringing their Polly 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 Pocket collection to that <sighs> event. But um, yeah, so okay, a br- a brief history of Polly Pocket. It's actually really like simple. This man named, and I can't remember his name, but I wrote it down, Chris Wiggs, this British guy, mm-hmm. invented and designed uh, a mini doll's house made out of a makeup compact for his three-year-old daughter. And that's... That's, that's how Polly Pocket came to yes, be. Yes. It literally was a makeup compact, which is pretty... You can mm-hmm. deduce that, but he made that for his three-year-old daughter and then licensed it, and then it just, like... Took off. Took off. Yeah. But just that con, it's such a genius toy. <sighs> it's a genius toy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, we have some here. If you're listening and you want to see a visual, you can go um, to YouTube or Spotify and watch um, to see what we're doing. But this is, I think, one of the originals. Mm-hmm. But it's just a compact and it's just like, oops, her head got stuck. But, you know, they, you can take it anywhere. Yes. It's I really like small things. Me too. And it's just it's just the cutest take on a doll's house, you know, like it's those like big, a whole world in this in little the palm thing. of your hand. Yes. And it's very fey energy. Mm-hmm. It's very fey energy. Like you could create like a little altar in one of these. Like you absolutely could. Yes. You know? Yes. Like I may have like done that. I used to put like twigs and shit in mine and like there's little i have the large this is my favorite one the large star one mm-hmm. it's a little larger but it has these little like oh like little little spaces where you could hide things and like little stash little compartments. stash compartments <laughs> and it's just like they really they really did such a good job with all the different designs for them and they mm-hmm. were so different. Do you remember the elemental ones? The little yes, round ones? the little ones? round ones. Do you remember the ones, the little round ones that had like jewels? Yes, that's what t- I'm talking those about. Those are the elemental ones. Yes. Okay, yes. I had I the green one. Were, maybe not fully. And the pink one. Yeah, the green one. There was an ice yeah. one. Yes. There was a green one, which was the forest. There was a, 
a pink one. Was that one like, it's supposed to be like Arabian Nights kind of a situation? Okay. I had the crystal ball one. Wait, there was a crystal ball? It was a purple crystal ball. My kids might still have it. My mom saved a few of my Polly Pockets, probably like an eighth of the entire collection. Like Xandar down here. We'll get to him in a minute. but... But it was on a curly gold stand oh god i don't think i had that one and it opened in many different layers and there were like crystal geodes in it and there was like a table like a seance table with a crystal ball in it it was i think it might have be one of the ones that lit up it might have this one is supposed to light up but it's broken my stepdad tried to fix it but um, Mm. it's still beautiful it's still so cool and the element ones were so cool to me. Like yes. they, they were very small. They were even, they were about. I mm, loved the tiny ones. Sand dollar size. Maybe. Yeah. They made little necklace ones. They, yes. I mean, it's just truly like holds up and is adorable. I had one that and, was a pencil box. Oh, I had that so one. I could take it to the school. one that was like that. Yes. And it was a school inside. Yes. Uh-huh. Did you have the one that was like a little purse and it had drawers? Yes, the purple the, one. Yeah, it was like pink yes. and purple. Yes, I had yes. that one too. Mm-hmm. And it was like almost kind of like an apartment building. There was like a mini yeah. pool in it and everything. Yeah. Do you remember the pool? Yeah, there was a pool there. You mm-hmm. open it and it was like flat. And yes. I think that was one of the pencil cases. It was cool. God, that, it's just the design of it is very inspiring to me. Just and like a whole world inside this little thing that you can carry in your hands. I still remember getting my first Polly Pocket for Christmas. I think I was like four or five. I still have that one too. And it looked like a present. And when you opened it, it was like this fancy like New York apartment. And there was a dining table that when you push the button, it would go from like empty plates to full. Oh my God. And the little candles lit up. I'm obsessed. It was Now, the golden age of Polly Pockets for me did come to an end when they made her bigger. That's when it all went downhill. I want tiny, I can, I can choke on it, Polly yeah. Pocket. I don't want, like, they, they sized yeah. her up, I think, to maybe compete with Barbie. But that was way after I had grown up. Yeah. So. Around my sister's time, I remember them doing it. Yeah, I'm like, why and would And she came with that? outfits and stuff. Yeah. It was okay. It's right, but... It was not the it's same. not the same. These, the micro-sized, like, this fairy, ugh, I can't even handle. The wings are, like, this crinkly, iridescent feel. Ugh. Crinkly iridescent paper, like fabric wings on this fairy. And she's wearing a flower crown. And she's wearing a flower crown. And she has a magic wand. And she has a magic wand. It's just all, it's all good. I love her. So he invented it in 1983. He invented it for his three-year-old. And then by, by about 90, I would say 90, 91, 92, they were like hot commodities. So I love Polly Pockets so much. It was such a cool way to like play make believe. Mm -hmm. And like Barbies, and I did love Barbies, don't get me wrong. Me too. Um, But there was just something about Polly. I don't know if it's because she was small like us. Maybe. It's that we could carry her around like a little talisman or like a little friend. She just didn't feel as grown up as Barbie. And I felt like, I don't know, just more connected to Polly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the details She was for our me. friend. Like the details of the sets, too. Because yes. without the houses, we wouldn't have. We I don't think I would have been a, as obsessed. It's the compact nature of it. Yes. Like, it was so yes. cool. Uh, incredible. I was surprised that 
it was in the eight. I don't know. I was just like, oh, a dude made it for his kid. Like, wow. That's genius. Sweet. Genius inventor. Like, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you, Chris. I don't know if you're still alive. Thank you, Chris Wiggs. Thank you, Chris Wiggs. <laughs> Chris Wiggs. That, that was the British way mm-hmm. to say his name. So, okay. God, where do we... Where do, oh, we should address we so many the toys. elephant in the room. Our first guest. Our first guest. Xandar. Xandar. <laughs> That's right. It's Xandar from Ask Xandar. <laughs> Xandar, are you excited to be on our show? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So this is a game I played a lot as a kid. Ask Xandar. It's basically a glorified magic eight ball in a crystal ball. And he's a little wizard. And the game is like... You're you're guessing what he's gonna say basically, and you get there's gemstones involved, and we're gonna play this game in full. So there's gemstones. There's gemstones involved, and and uh, it's it's fun because you have to guess if he's gonna say like yes or no, so we can like use our it. little psychic powers. So. I never got to play Ask Xandar because my parents were anti board games that had sounds. <laughs> I, res- I, did, I respect that. I didn't get Ask Xandar. I wanted Mystery Date with the phone and the mall. The I had was mall the madness. Mall. Oh, mall madness. Mall yes. madness. Yeah, was everything. I wanted that game so bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would have got that game. I ordered this off eBay, everybody. So. I might have to order Mall Madness off of eBay because I so deeply oh, needed man. that game. That game is really fun. Yeah. Oh, but, like so the mall fun. in the '90s. Mall culture was so unique and fun. It, it was, was so much fun. What it was, was so like a fun. day at the mall like for you with your friends? Oh, it was like you get dropped off. Which is really exciting. Or no when parents. I was younger, when I was younger, my mom would just like, or my dad, it was usually my dad because my mom worked a lot, but my dad would walk behind us far, a little far. far <laughs> so enough. we felt that independence. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we'd have to, I'd have to get a cheese on the stick from oh, hot dog on hot a stick. Dog, yes. Hot dog on a stick is essential oh, mall culture. But cheese on the stick was but my I personal never, favorite. I also never got the hot dog. I always got the cheese. It's so good. It's like grilled cheese. I don't like in, hot dogs. In corn dog dip i don't know fucking delicious with some yellow ass mustard and a lemonade yes please oh zandar gets it he gets it he also enjoys that i'm like i'm turning turn you off zandar <laughs> and yeah. then it was a lot of like going up and down the escalator to see who else is there yes. like running into kids from other schools running into kids from your school mm-hmm. spending a lot of time on the outfit beforehand or like shopping when we for got older dance. shopping for school dance yeah. when we got older we realized that actually wearing our school uniforms was fun Oh, okay, because um, it like set us apart, right? Like, right. We let, and it kind of had a craft vibe. I was just gonna say to it's it. very the craft. I went to Catholic school. Like, let's untuck our shirt years. after school. Exactly. Like, we'd let's, untuck yeah. and like dun, 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 yeah. and put the rosary on around our neck. It was Ooh. fun. Um, I like that. I'm jealous. <laughs> I wore flip flops every day in high school. Like. A weirdo. Yeah, we were only allowed to wear closed-toe shoes. <laughs> I should have only been allowed to wear closed-toe shoes. I don't know why. Oh, I was like a skater. I was like a skater. That's cool. I was I in the, the skater kids were yeah, cool. That was my group, fully, and the drama club. Those are my two. Very cool. So I was like, sublime patches on all my things. Yes. 
We still love going Boyfriend to the Boyfriend was in a band, you know. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, my God. He was a skateboarder. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. You were like my dream girl. Nice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. <laughs> the girls who like wore the baggy pants and yeah. like Osiris shoes oh, yeah. and like little Pac tank top Sun, and Pac hung Sun. out with all those dudes were like that was me. My like early entrance into queerness. Right. I was like, I might be gay. Black life posters. <laughs> I'm not into your boyfriend, I'm into you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, Claire's was a big one. Loved Claire's. And there was you know what? There was a store, and I know you have a store like this too. The magic store, where it was like they had magical shit. It was didn't say, hey, if you're a witch, come here and shop. Yeah. Mine was called called Raw Culture. That was the store. And they had tarot decks and incense and gemstones and little yeah. bottles that I still have some of them today and like dream catchers and, and dream all catchers that and, yes. and yes and and brass things and candle holders and I still I like just gave my niece a bunch of the stuff I but th- that's where I used to get my magical tools yes where it was at that store Oh, I forgot about those stores. That was before like Westfield dominated all the malls and it was yeah. only chain stores. There used to be like fucking cool mm-hmm. shops in the mall. Yeah. There was cool stuff in the mall. Yes. Bookstores. Sam Goody was one of my favorite places to go. Sam Goody. Yes. We had a huge tower records at the oh. West Covina mall. Oh, that's it was cool. like in the parking lot. It had its own building. It was big and it was like multiple stories and I remember waiting in line to get the Strokes new CD wow Wow. Wow. or to get like tickets to go places you'd have to go line up at the music store and just that was fun so you're from a big city yeah (laughs) I'm from a very small town where we didn't really like the only venue there was was like the mid-state fair in Paso Robles. Oh, the fair for music was It was, was fun. fair culture for me for the music. There was really no other venue other than the Santa Barbara Bowl. That was like, I saw No Doubt at the Santa Barbara Bowl in 2004, That's cool. Four, five? Yeah. And it was like the best. That's so cool. Ever. Before they like pseudo broke up. <laughs> Anywho's wow, mall, mall. mall culture. So so as Xandar, um is uh he was released in nineteen ninety two. Uh and the guy who did the artwork on the box, fun random fact I found, it he uh won an Oscar for the artwork in Forrest Gump. No way. <laughs> so is his hat like open? Oh, that's where the sensor is. Look. Oh. Xandar's hat. So there was an article I found on retropond.com, and they posed an interesting question. Clearly, this was was marketed towards little girls. Mm -hmm. Why why is he an old wizard Merlin type and not, (laughs) like, the stereotypical fortune teller? Yeah, why didn't we get... Or, like, Morgan the Fae or something. Like, why why is he this, this old... Merlin dude, you know? I don't know. I don't That's know. That's a good why. question. I don't know He's why. definitely got like hierophant energy. He's got keys. He's yeah. got keys and he's sitting keys on his knowledge. Books. Yeah, he looks like the hierophant. Yeah. And he's pointing to his ball like, this is where it's at, ladies. <laughs> it's, Looky here. And there's the girl, you know, little girls on the box. It's it's interesting why I wanna know why they didn't go with like a like a female 
formed early indoctrination into patriarchal yeah society. no seriously maybe <laughs> wicca i don't know and all it's just an interesting like you i remember know. the commercials like captivated me oh my god yes. i wanted to be those kids ask him ask him ask Sandar. Sandar, am i going to the prom with a geek please say no excellent chance <laughs> you go to the prom with a geek okay my turn do i have a secret admirer Absolutely. <laughs> he knows everything. Ask Sandar. Wave your hand and he speaks. Guess what he predicts and the winner gets the special fortune red. You will get a phone call about this. <gasps> Ask Sandar, the talking wizard game. Definitely. Okay, so uh, like I mentioned, he's kind of like a magic eight ball, right? Mm -hmm. So the magic eight ball story, do you know the magic eight ball story? No. I own two magic eight balls, by the way. We, I did not get a magic eight ball for this, for this, uh, but it, you know, they were, they're expensive now. They're like $30. They must have gone up in popularity because Maybe. we got them a few years ago. One of my spirits asked for one. Yeah. For, and I use it for divination. It's, it's a great tool mm -hmm. for yes, no, maybe divination. Yeah. Like it's, it's. It's a tried and true. It's been pretty accurate for me. <laughs> yeah, it's been yeah. around since like the 50s, I think. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's um Okay, so there was an article on mental floss by Andrew Wong, no relation to me. <laughs> so it was invented by Albert C. Carter in 1946, who was the son of a clairvoyant. His mom was a clairvoyant. Psychic and worked as a psychic in Chicago. I love that. Yeah. Wait, no, I'm not in Chicago. In Cincinnati. That's in Ohio, everybody. <laughs> in, in Ohio, in Cincinnati. Okay. And so the, the magic eight ball concept was inspired by his mom's invention, which was called a psychoslate, which was this thing she would do where she would have a mini chalkboard yeah. and she would put it inside like a bag and seal it up and like cover it and then there would be like chalk she'd do this for her clients and then there would be like chalkboard sounds like a little writing and yeah. then she would open it and there would be messages from the spirits and like nobody knows how the fuck she did this but i want to know more about his mother yes me too so he saw that and was like oh that's interesting and then he made this like prototype with like molasses and like dice so like you know it, so cool. it would like float and had and then um Eventually, he sort of like shopped it around and like a billiards company got involved and they were looking for like some sort of toy to market. And he was like, oh, I'll put it in an eight ball. So that's why it's in an eight ball and it's a magic eight ball. And it's been like it's like one of the greatest toys of all time. That's so cool. Isn't that interesting? And you know, like any other ball, it wouldn't have no. had the same success. It's no. because he picked the black the eight black ball. The black eight ball. The black ball, the eight ball, like it's just so interesting. I never questioned why is this in an in a you know a pool yeah. game component. Like yeah. why? Oh, it I makes love the perfect eight ball. sense, but also like doesn't make a lot of sense. I love it even more now that I know the story. Yeah, isn't that cool? I love that. That was a really fun fun little story, and I did play with magic eight balls. That was, it's just. It's played like it's just one of the best-selling toys of all time. Like this, yeah, 
Yeah, I but it was that. inspired by actual an actual working psychic. That's so cool. Yeah. I love the eight ball. I'm really into yes-no divination, so yeah. it's been a good, helpful ally. I have one on each altar, like on two different altars. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Are they black or are they different colors? They're both the black, like classic magic nice. eight ball. They're pretty big, too. They are. Yeah. They. I want them to make like a... Like a mid-size yeah. with different colors. I think that Ooh. I wanted like a lavender eight ball. Or like an actual eight ball size, tiny. Yeah. yeah that'd be cool. Yeah. They make, uh, I've almost bought one, like a mini, there's like mini ones, mm. but they don't work very well. Mm. It's mostly for like, um, like collecting them and not yeah. actually using them. But I almost, I would have bought that, but they're like 30 bucks for a big old. Dang. I was like, no, <laughs> not doing not that. today. <laughs> so. When you were like, not board games, not what were some like really simple games that you played like on the schoolyard? Like, let's talk about those games yes. where it's like, we don't have money. We're at school. Schoolyard divination. Yes. We loved uh, fortune tellers. We called them cootie catchers. Okay. And yes. I don't know if we called them that because we were in Catholic school and like we weren't allowed to do fortune telling or what. But that was one of the faves and like coming up with really creative stuff to put on the inside of the flaps was super fun. Like real personalized things mm-hmm. like for what, like who's going to like you? Yes. Is it Bobby or Andrew? Or, or like huh? fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah. Or like, yeah. Do you remember like, this is a little side note, but like schoolyard, um, like I almost said tran- like trances, but like they, they, were, they were these like sing songy, like like thing po like, I don't know what the fuck you call them where it was like on top of old smoky you know yeah. you know like and all this stuff like and I was like every different school had different lyrics to these things and we would like yeah. chant them and like or like the chants you did while it, you were yeah. jump roping yeah somehow like that's Cinderella, magical yeah or like the can you do you know how to do this yes. the yeah like these things <laughs> oh, yeah. oh sorry no no I got you. still i don't know okay like, and like, that's crazy my kids have been doing that a lot lately too they want to play they call it avocado now they call and, it avocado and it involves a few new moves oh which is fun but i'm like this is cool that this like lives on yeah. these like hand clapping games we used to do one about miss mary mack all dressed in black, black. yeah with silver buttons yeah on her back yeah like all these weird little <laughs> like chants and and those are cool I agree, though. Magical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're somehow witchy, okay? <laughs> That's, but Cootie Catchers, it was interesting because they, they've been around, like, the longest. Really? Yes. Like, this this origami, They no one knows, as far as I could tell, where it's originated from, but as early as, like, the 17th century in Europe, like, it's been played all around the world, and it all, like, different names. Everyone's got a different name, like Cootie Catchers, Whirly Birds, Salt, Whirly bird. salt Cellar. <laughs> like a cellar, like a bot- like the bottom of a yeah. house. Fascinating. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got a different name for it. That's so cool. I don't know why. It's, it's kind mysterious. of like the tarot. Yeah. Mysterious. It is like the tarot. That's and it's- cool. I don't I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I kind of like that I don't. Me too. I don't know. It makes it more magical. It does. We'll, we'll have to make one of those pretty we will. soon. Yeah, we will. So um, one of 
the favorite game that I played that because I never made the cootie catcher. I didn't know how to make the I wasn't the maker of the cootie catcher. I was like the player, the player. <laughs> but I was the master at mash. I loved mash. We love mash. Love mash. Okay. So if you know, you know, if you know, you know. So mash stands for mansion, apartment, shack and house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it uh, lets you know where you're going to live based on it was what. a fortune telling system, really. It's a whole system of mm-hmm. divination using a lot of different elements like time mm-hmm. as in the marks that you say to stop. And oh, yeah, we'll have to do that. We'll do that also. Um Okay, so the, do you have any idea of, like, the origin of MASH? Sometimes we would do the swirl, and I would count how many lines oh. were in the swirl. Oh, what? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. It's fun. Mine was always like, okay, go. And I would draw lines, the and then you'd be like, stop. And then I would count the tallies. And yeah. So you basically, if you have not played this game, you say I had five tally marks, you would go through these different lists and every fifth thing you would cross out Mm -hmm. until you didn't have any, you had one thing left in each category and you would circle that and that would be the answer. Yes. To your question. And sometimes it was really fun and sometimes people cried. (laughs) Sometimes I had 33 kids with the nerd and I didn't want to. Okay. Or a boy I did not like or something, right? So, okay, MASH, the origin of MASH is really funny because it's been claimed by many. Interesting. A lot of different people claim to have to have invented MASH, mm. and none of them are probably correct. <laughs> like, it's, it's really funny. Like, the earliest report of MASH I can find is, like, the 70s. Right. Okay. That that seems right. <laughs> but but there's one there's a guy named Mark Mash. <laughs> we will link to this video because it's a lot of things. Um <laughs> there's a YouTube video and, and allegedly he claims he had invented it in nineteen ninety three with three friends in Cerritos and California. <laughs> and um <laughs> It's based on his last name, which is Mash. Mm-hmm. So they he got made fun of a lot for his last name, and they decided to just, like, create this acronym. I have a hard time believing. No offense. No. A man made this up. When you, <laughs> I, I agree. And also, when you see his YouTube, you may it may give you a little... He said, and I quote in the video, I'm not only a straight-edge rapper and TV producer, but... <laughs> That's all I need to say. Okay, straightish rapper. And then he then tells us how to play MASH in this video. And it's funny. And then all the comments are even funnier because everyone's like, man, my mom used to play that in the 70s. Like, man, my my cousin Barbara invented it. Like, like all it's oh all God. these things. And it's so cool because like nobody knows where it came from and there's no proof. And it's like this very interesting like, mystical. Mystical thing. But yeah. So that's a fun one. But I want to play MASH. Do you want to play MASH? I want to play MASH. Let's do it. Okay. You're going to be the MASH player if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. You can be the MASH MASH lord. The MASH lord. (laughs) Where is my pen? There's your pen. Okay, so I already drew out some categories of Mary. Okay, it's interesting that... Is this like your system? Like it's going to look like the, this? This is the format that That's it looks like okay, when I used to do it. I used to do it differently, and I'll show you how after. Okay. But it just kind of speaks to how, depending on what school you go to, all yeah. of these games look a little bit different. Okay, so here, everyone, you can see MASH is at the top, and then there's categories 
there's more there could be more or less categories but for time i just did mm-hmm. six different categories mm-hmm. of the kinds of things we used to ask right so mine's very like that's it and now caitlin i will ask you to tell me when to stop stop one two three four five six seven eight ah, tally marks seven's my lucky number oh it's one, eight two, then it's this eight is, sorry this gonna be a bad game it's eight <laughs> it's eight there's eight tally marks at the top and so oh we need sorry i forgot the first step so give me the names of three people. Okay, for me to marry? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Kehlani. Kehlani. <laughs> Legit. Um, who else can I pick? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do all celebrities because it's yeah. funnier that way. Yeah. Um, Mel C, because I listened to Spice Girls on the way here. Mel C. And... Uh, who was a 90s heartthrob? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> J. Affectionately known as JTT, JTT. Yeah, to JTT. our generation. All right, give me three places that you're going to live. Okay. Um, Paris, Paris. Los Angeles. LA. And New York. Give me three numbers. These are your kids. Five. <laughs> Two. Okay. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> okay. Three jobs. Um, I used to always put nurse because my mom is a nurse. I did too. I think uh, everybody wanted to be a nurse. We all wanted to be a nurse. And most of us did because <laughs> so I would say. Of, a lot of them became nurses mm-hmm. or like rad techs or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, or vet techs. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you if you're a nurse or a vet tech. Um, and you're over the age of 32. Tarot reader. Okay. Um, and then have to pick one that's not as exciting, right? Yeah, that's the fun of this game. Um, store key holder. Okay. My least favorite job, but also the most fun time. Okay, three cars. Key holder. Okay, three cars. Or vehicles of some um, sort. Honda Civic. Uh, I'm going to put a broomstick. A broomstick. <laughs> See, part of the fun of this game was that you would be surrounded by like 15 other kids. Yes. And they would just start shouting shit. Yes. And it would start going on the paper and you were like, oh my God. Yeah. And you were like, oh no. <laughs> Um, it's very serious business. And a Mazda Miata. A Miata. <laughs> With my dead kids. Oh my god! All right, a- uh, I don't know. Oh, ages. Give me ages. That ages. ages. Sorry, my Three overalls age. came unhooked. Ooh. Um. One side down. That's the cool. Ages. <laughs> Hold the on. Way. This is how. Hold the- on. Yeah, we gotta. I was never that cool. I was. <laughs> Sometimes I wear them like this now. But mostly because they won't stay on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm picking ages, right? Yeah. Uh, 33. Okay. <laughs> so old I am now. <laughs> uh, 22. Okay. 50. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Give me a movie. And this is the time you would wait to know your fate. Okay. I used to have a really big crush on Alex Trebek. I should have put him on there. 
One time for Halloween, my ex, not Halloween, for Valentine's Day, my ex-boyfriend dressed up like Alex Trebek. This is very <laughs> distracting. <laughs> I'm trying to keep the people amused. No, no, keep, keep talking, keep talking. When I got to his apartment after work, he came down to let me in in a gray suit and the gray wig. <laughs> and a gray glue-on mustache. That's weird. <laughs> Okay, Caitlin, welcome to your future. <laughs> so as you can see, I've I've now crossed out the things and I'm ready to divine your future. Thank you. You are going to live in a house. Oh <laughs> You're going to marry JTT. Yes, good for me. <laughs> You're going to live in Paris. Nice. You're going to have 10 kids. <laughs> You got your wish. You're going to be a store key holder in Paris <laughs> with, 10 with 10 kids. Hopefully it's Chanel or it's Louis Chanel. Vuitton. It's Louis Vuitton. You're going to drive a Honda Civic Incredible. on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> and you're going to do all this at the age of 50. Incredible. So there's still time. This there's is, still time. This is literally your future. <laughs> There's still time. JTT's still alive. It could happen. It's going to happen. It could happen. And that, my friends, is MASH. So. So go do it with your friends. Do it with your friends. This game was invented by Laura Wong. It was invented by me. (laughs) Today. today. (laughs) This day of our Lord. February 19th, 2023. Oh, God. (laughs) I haven't said the year out loud for a while. It's still tripping me out. It's still a lot. It's still, I feel like January 2020 happened and I'm still trying to come to terms. (laughs) That time has passed. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right. I think it's time to show and tell what you brought. Okay. So I brought some new games and there's some cool things that I've played with my kids to try to incorporate some magic into our playtime. And the first one I'm really fucking excited about it is... Oh my god, I want to see this so bad. Ah! <laughs> A magical mixie! OMG. And it includes... A cauldron, potions, a magic fucking wand, and you put like all the ingredients into the cauldron and you have to follow the instructions on how to wave the wand and then a fucking stuffed animal comes out. Are you fucking kidding me? No. It looks, it's a little cauldron. Stunning. Okay. Stunning. We are going to do this shortly. That's we, amazing. We did the crystal ball version, but this is the one I really wanted. So I'm really, really excited to do this today. And then Magic Mixie. I don't know if we'll end up playing this today or not, but on the topic of cauldrons, cauldron. we have this game called Cauldron Quest. And I'm really into cooperative board games with my kids because it's about everybody working together toward a common goal. Um And in this particular game, work your magic, break the spell, an evil wizard casts a spell across the land and you and your teammates have to work together to collect the ingredients of the potion in order to reverse the spell. Mm. And it's really fun. 
That looks very fun. And it's fun. kind of like an introduction to like RPG board games. Um, there's two different sets of dice and you can, I don't know, like we kind of get into character when we play. It's mm-hmm. not like a requirement, but it's it's really fun. Like baby D&D. It's like baby D&D. It really mm-hmm. is. We played this one and another one I didn't bring that's called Castle Quest. That's like oh, baby d and I love that. Do you play D&D? So I've never played D&D. Dungeons and Dragons. But I want to. But I did just start playing a different type of game in that sphere called Glitter Hearts. And for our particular version of Glitter Hearts, I'm playing with a group of people online. One of my clients turned friends is the Game Master. Mm. And they are like amazing at making it super immersive. And we are a group of mystical magical witchy people who also like transform kind of like sailor moon style during battle time Mm. and my weapon is a velvet choker with the moon on it that turns into a meteor hammer amazing yes (laughs) amazing we go to a witchy school on a magical island amazing Mm -hmm. what about you i do i i just started playing DD with two of my friends over zoom and my friend Halen is a dungeon master, like for real, like very good at D&D. And so she got us to start playing. It's just three of us. And we have our own little, my character's name is Polaris. And I am an air yes. elemental. Amazing. And um, he is, uh, <laughs> he's a bard. Yes. <laughs> yes, he, he is. Yes, he's very brooding and like. Kind of like Hades from the Disney Hercules looking mixed with like Elvis, but hot and like a grunge kind of dude. I'm very into this. Yeah. And he's um, he's we're we're, uh, basically our storyline is that magic is being stolen from the realms and we need to find out who is doing it and why. Yes. So, yeah, he's very. But my character is very like. The situations have come up where he's like, I'm going to sing this song, sing this dragon to sleep or whatever. And then he just fails and gets beat up. Incredible. So he sort of has like, you know, bravado. That's very bard energy. Yeah. No, he's a bard. So that's my D&D experience. But it's very, again, like uh, Halen, our dungeon master. Mm -hmm. They're so talented at yeah. just naming names, places, keeping. It's a skill in itself, it and it's really it is. really is yeah. pretty impressive. Like, because there is no boundaries to D and D. That's wild. It's just there's no. I didn't understand. I'd never played before, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, you just like you know, there's boundaries in that you roll for your and to see yeah. if you die or not or whatever. But yeah, it's just very like. It's a lot of things going on, and Seriously, it's hard like, to keep up. The Game Master, like, is incredible because yes. Bria is, again, the hiccups, um, is our Game Master, and they are just so skilled at, like, creating worlds, creating characters, creating turns of events, remembering what all of our different characters yeah. are doing. Naming like, people. Yeah, naming random people, naming all the secret societies. Like, it's just fucking cool. Like, they came up with this this character. It's a fallen star, and his name is Ipruith, and he, like, lost his halo, and we have to, he follows us around and kind of floats around and, like, does things for us. It's so weird. That's so cool. It's so specific and weird, but... Going back to like 
our inner child situation, I think it does nurture that because it, for me, it gives me a few hours where I just think about some nonsense Mm -hmm. that doesn't matter and, Mm. and play in that way. And I think playing these games is sort of like a healthy way to escape a little bit and have a break from this because there's just so much going on and Mm -hmm. stimuli and just like it's intense it is it's so nice to have like a space where you get to like break into a character that has nothing to do with the world that's actually around you Mm -hmm. and it's like I'm not dissociating I'm like game playing Mm -hmm. playing yeah and it's it's i'm storytelling and participating Mm -hmm. with other people and making Mm -hmm. real connections Mm -hmm. in this fantastical world Mm -hmm. and it's so cool it's just a really cool way Mm -hmm. to and that's not something i understood about dnd before i started playing it was like how creative it is yeah because i thought there were rules and things like a you know but there's it's just so creative very very cool that's awesome Mm -hmm. i love it yeah I had a little spirit candy oh. for today. And uh, here we go. Spirit candy. Spirit candy. Spirit candy. Channeled messages from our spirit guides. It was just about how our inner children are our greatest teachers. Hmm. And that how we sometimes learning from them means accepting that we are no longer them in the present Mm. and being able to still honor them and also separate and accept that they they are always with us, but they are are gone in a lot of ways because we are adults. And that's, I think that's more in terms of like separating yourself from trauma and like accepting Mm -hmm. things that weren't as great that happened to you when you were a kid or like being able to view that through an adult lens in an adult place. That's something I've had trouble with. So I think that was, but in that way, they are our greatest teachers. Kind of reminds me of, um, in frozen Two, <laughs> Olaf sings a song about how things will all make sense when I am older. And it's very much like, that innocent singing about how I don't understand what's happening around me, but like maybe one day this is all going to make sense. Maybe one day somebody will explain what's going on. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know when you were talking, I immediately started thinking about that song and those feelings as a kid going through stuff. I didn't, I literally could not put to words mm-hmm. like stuff that I couldn't talk to my parents about until I was like 26 Mm-hmm. Um, and that we slowly make sense of as we get older. Yeah. And that, you know, we aren't that vulnerable kid we used to be, but we can still give that kid the love and tenderness that they needed. Yeah, it's like the acknowledgement of, like, like putting them, it's like tucking them into bed. Mm. Like the image of, like, like soothing them. Mm-hmm. But how you do that is you leave the room and let them sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, I'm going to cry. Yeah. You, you know, don't lay there with them anymore. Yeah. You let them, you let them sleep. sleep in their own bed, in their own room. That reminds me a lot of... Okay. 
<laughs> an exercise that <laughs> I've done and that I like prescribe to my clients from time to time when I notice they need inner child work, but like to do a visualization where you go and you visit your inner child and you talk to them and you ask them, you know, you notice how old they are, you notice what they're wearing. And then you ask them like, what do you need? And you leave them, you give them all the stuff they need and then you leave them. Mm. And then you come back and see if they've changed or gotten older since you've left them those things. And there's there's something too like stepping away and stepping back into the present. That's an important part of that process. Yeah, because if we if we coddle them too much or hold on to that too much, it's it's painful. Mm-hmm. And we have to as much as it sucks, we have to live in the now and be present and yeah. and grow up. Yeah. That doesn't mean we have to let go of like our toys or our Disneyland passes or whatever, mm-hmm. but we have to dissociate some stuff from from them, like take it from them or let them understand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like you you're an adult, you can understand this now and process it and not take it, you know, like give them some yeah. peace. Yes, you take really. that from them and then you leave them with peace. Absolutely. It's a lot. But yeah. That's damn. That doesn't mean you have to Oh god, it's like the movie Hook. Yeah, I was that, just thinking that, that. Really? shut the front door. Yes, I was just thinking like Peter Pan that movie like is so fucking and beautiful. And then specifically Hook. I love Hook. I Ru- love Fee- that movie. Oh. Ru- Rufy. Oh. <laughs> I love that movie because he's like, you know, if you haven't seen Hook, you need to watch Hook. Mm-hmm. It's I think Robin Williams is best movie next to Mrs. I Doubtfire. I love him so much. <laughs> Talk about someone who was in a childlike person and with a lot of deep-rooted problems. Like, I don't know him, but I didn't know him, but he had a very positive impact on me. And me too. Being able to, being able to give us, like, the joy and connect with us because he clearly was, like, a big kid actually played one in a movie called Jack um (laughs) that's such a special like gift that some adults have Mm -hmm. like to just just love kids in a very like pure way and not a creepy way and like just give us this art that and comedy and fun that that just like is made made for us yeah but Hook is like you know he starts out as spoilers for Hook (laughs) okay been a minute since Hook came out, but spoilers for Hook are coming. Uh, Peter Banning is this like guy who's totally out of touch with his kids, his family. He's obsessed with his work. He's living in like our world. Yeah. And then he like fully rejected <laughs> and forgot his inner child. And then his kids get literally stolen by Captain Hook and taken to fucking Neverland. And he has to, in order to save his family and his kids rediscover his inner child and that he is Peter Pan, this, mm-hmm. like, amazing mythical character. I have, like, full-body chills right now. Me too. And, like, he has to come to terms with that and just the joy... When he when they're... Oh, my God, the food fight scene. Oh, yeah. There's a scene in the movie where all the Lost Boys are trying to get him to remember how to play. It's this mm-hmm. whole sequence. And he's just like, I'm fucking tired. Like, what the fuck? I'm so out of shape. Mm-hmm. And they're making fun of him because he's old and all this. It's really funny. But the way that the Lost Boys play, the way that they eat is that they only eat 
imaginary they have to imagine the food to be there in order for them to eat Mm -hmm. so they're just like oh yeah it's so good and and peter's like what the like there's no food where's the food (laughs) yeah and he's like just imagine it or whatever and then he starts to like imagine it and then all of a sudden he gets hit in the head with like splattered and he sees it and it's colorful and it's like this array of just colorful mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just honestly one of the best movies it's one of the best about movies. child's inner child shit i've ever seen julia and roberts plays tinkerbell with a pixie cut it's it's all good it's dustin so good. hoffman is, is captain, captain Hook. Hook. is a very like oh. he's a whole other can of worms and Bill, Captain Bob Hook. Hoskins is Smee. Smee. Uh, they all have their own shit, and it's, like, really good. It's really good. It's really good. But him... Reconnecting re- to both his inner fuck, child. When he, and fuck, like when he flies. Oh, yeah, when he finally flies, that. yes. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the teddy bear that he flies. <laughs> I can't even fucking handle it. Anyway, everyone go watch Go Hook. watch it. I'm making Mike watch it, because I don't know if he's ever seen it. You You've fucking... never seen it? Oh my god. Stop stop filming. Just, We're going. I can't even. <laughs> We're going to go watch it now. <laughs> I can't handle. So Mike is about 8 years older than me, so we're a generation apart. He's a Gen X, okay? So is Brian. He's a Gen Xer, yeah. yeah. And I'm an elder millennial. But I've made Brian watch Hook a few times. Yeah, yeah. It's probably easier with the kids. You can, yeah. you know, do it together, but now it's just me and Mike. So <laughs> So when he's missed out on these things, and I'm just like, oh my god, he was too old to really like hook. You yeah, know? but oh, it was so good. You're gonna watch Hook. My dad dressed up as Dustin Hoffman Hook for Halloween no. one year, and my mom was Tinkerbell, and they looked oh my god. so fucking. Oh, you mentioned good. that your parents really like to yeah. dress up together for Halloween. My dad made the coat himself, like fully lined, red <sighs> velvet, like st- the big wig. It was really fun. Somebody needs to do a like a, a book report. A book report, an essay, a dissertation, a thesis about the movie Hook and how it relates to your inner child or mm-hmm. just the myth of Peter Pan in general. Yeah. The boy who never wanted, he refused to grow up. But what and a then concept. And swung all the way to the other end of the spectrum. What a concept in that in that version. Dame Maggie Smith is in it? Sorry. Oh, my God. Dame Maggie Dame Smith is also Maggie in Smith it. Maggie Smith is Wendy. <laughs> yes. Grown up. Wendy, and then like I think Gwyneth Paltrow plays her in a flashback. I think you might be right. I, I don't think recall. I'm right. Yeah, but like yes, the boy who would never grow up—that's Peter mm-hmm. Pan. And then oh, let's make a movie. I forgot who was it. Steven Spielberg that made it. I don't know. I forget. But it's it someone. It's someone good. I want to know. I want to say like what year did this come out? I think like 95. it was Spielberg. Ugh, Hook. he's the right guy for the job for that. It was just. It's on Disney Plus right now. It has a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Are you, Are you fucking, fucking kidding me? <laughs> the, okay. This is cinematic. What? Okay. Right, 1991. My favorite movies have like 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's how you and know shit. it's good. Heavyweights. Practical Magic. Practical Magic has a low rating. It has like 18%. Wow. Just say Fuck. you hate women. Just say you hate witchcraft. <laughs> Hook. Hook is so good. I'm, at, I'm like looking at you guys like you did it. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I know you guys like Hook, okay? Our listeners love Hook, I'm sure. Oh, it's but so good. It's make Mike watch it tonight, like fully. It's important. It's important. It's important. Viewing. It's important. Anyways. <laughs> Let's 
play some games. Let's play some games. Should we make the magical mixie first? Let's do the magical mixie okay, first. Let's do it. Should we do it? So I'm really excited to start with the mixie. Before we get into our cauldron of fun and joy. I know, I'm so excited. Um, I do want to recap a little bit. So there's a part of this episode that you're only going to have access to if you support us on Patreon. Any of the $5 tiers or above have access to all of our super fun bonus content. And we just played Ask Xandar, which was a hoot. Um, a hoot. <laughs> it was a hoot. It was, it was a, a hoot time. And then we also... Oh. <laughs> We also dabbled. <laughs> we dabbled a bit with the Holy Spirit board, which is marketed as the only spirit board that you can communicate with Jesus Christ himself directly. Directly to Jesus Christ. Yes. And the only spirit board who's not going to send you directly. Directly to hell. Directly to hell, per the instructions on the box. Um, and you. <laughs> it was a time. It was. <laughs> And it's something that will be... A time was had. A time was had. I think we've both only been reaffirmed in our life choice to not ever fuck with any spirit boards, ever. No. I was telling Laura as we were touching it that one of my guides was like, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. And so we had to do some grounding and some cleansing. We did that before, which was, like, um, important. Mm-hmm. And we did it again after, and it was necessary, but, like... I don't know. You you have to you have to tune into the bonus content to get yeah. all of it. But I will say, like, I don't ever need to do that again. I don't need ever need I don't to even, do that. Again. No, but I can definitely see how people become enthralled and almost addicted, even to continuing to use those types of tools. And it's a way that I've never felt using my pendulum, my tarot cards, my oracle mm-hmm. cards, automatic writing, direct communication. I've never felt that before. I haven't either. That felt naughty it in a did, not a good way. In not a fun way. <laughs> not in a fun yeah, way. Like, we both feel like we, our our guides were like, "What the? What are you? Why doing? the fuck did you do that? Like you're getting in trouble from your parent, sort of a thing." So. Truly, we were all standing outside, kind of mm-hmm. like I felt like you know the Goonies or something, like at the end of a '90s movie about kids, yeah, and we just, just like, did some shit. We've huh. been through it. Yeah, we're just like, wow, wow, that happened. That happened. <laughs> You can see if you watch, if you sign up for a Patreon and watch the video, yeah. our mood goes from here to like it. Things change. It's wild. Anyways, so, don't don't do don't do, don't do what we did. Don't do what we did. But now we're getting back to the fun stuff, and we are going to be making a magical mixie. And for those of you who are listening, we are sitting with a giant purple and gold cauldron with in a front of us big blue uh, a big pink jewel, pink jewel actually i think front. we have to turn the jewel toward us because we have to see it oh to make it happen yeah okay that's at least right. the other one i did the jewel would change colors i don't know if this oh, one does that's cool we'll see. we'll see okay so so i have the instructions i'm holding and um there's a magic wand what else do we yes. have here we also have a gorgeous Light purple <laughs> potion bottle. With a number one label a on it. A number one label on it. And it looks like the I Dream of Genie bottle, mm-hmm. if you are old enough to know what that is. Definitely and do. And it also comes with a really cool pink treasure box, which is full of all of the additional 
potion ingredients. And uh, the instruction manual is labeled Spellbook Creation Spell. So there are several steps that you need to take to create the mixie. So we are gonna do that. The cauldron's about as big as like a pasta pot, I would say. It's big. It's a big, it's a big toy. The gem on the front is like as big as my palm for you, uh, you guys listening. I'm so, so excited. Okay, so let's get started. Let's crack I don't know. Potion, I don't know what to the expect. Spell book. <clears throat> Number one, start your potion. Fill potion bottle with water, pour into cauldron, listen for the tap, tap, tap sound, and then tap the cauldron three times. Okay. I'm pouring in the water. Like, does it come out wet? I'm curious. There should be a tap, tap, tap sound. Is it bunk? <laughs> I don't know. Is it really not? Is it really not charged for real? There's no way it charged for two. Oh wait, it's off. Oh. <laughs> Do I put it on create mode or spell mode? Oh. Um. Where's the big instructions? Yeah, I think it, we already on. did it wrong. No, 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 we already did it wrong. I think it's supposed to be create mode. I think I think it is create. Okay. Okay. Ah, okay. I don't know if you can hear that, but it's a bubbling cauldron. <gasps> okay. Now there's tap three, it taps. three times. What do we do next? Okay. <gasps> give give your mixie its voice. <clears throat> pour in sound dust. Do you want to pour one in? Yeah. Okay, here's the sound dust. And then stir your potion. And then the same thing. Listen for the sound and... Oh my God. This is so much fun. It's this really. Ooh. Do you hear that? Do you fucking hear that? Do you want to stir it? Yeah. Stir it. Okay. Stir it three times. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I've stirred it three times. Okay. Number three. Add sparkle to your Mixie's eyes. Drop in the Glimmer Star. This is the Glimmer Star. It looks like a little bath bomb. Okay. What the fuck? Stir. Stir it and then listen for the tap, tap, tap. Now tap it again. Oh my god. Grant your Mixie its wings. Oh. <laughs> Drop in the magic feather Ooh. and do the same. I'm so glad we saved this for last because we really needed a mood booster. <laughs> Just something like wholesome. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. I'm dropping in the feather. Stir.
Okay, the sound oh effects God. are the best part. I'm tapping the cauldron with the wand. Color your mixie. Add the fizz flower. Stir your potion and then tap again. And So here's the fizz flower potion bottle oh my God. to give our mixie color. And again, it looks like a... It's pink it's little flower. It's like a little bath bomb. It's so cute. Okay. I wonder what it looks like in there. I'm curious. Oh, it's like a bath bomb fizzing in this water. Oh, wow. Oh my god. Wow. The sounds are so stirring. good. Okay. Oh, you gotta tap it again. Add the creation crystal. Ooh, creation crystal. Number mm. six, we're almost there. The, the sounds <sighs> are so good. This is honestly so cool. Ooh, the crystal's pretty. The creation crystal. Ooh. Creation crystal. It's like a clear diamond. And then we stir it. We're stirring. The last one. The final step is naming our mixie. We have to name our mixie. And there's a magic scroll. What uh, are we going to name our mixie? No, we write its name on the scroll and drop it in the cauldron. And then we stir and then we do the same thing we've been doing. What do we name it? What's one of your favorite plants? Rosemary. I was thinking rosemary no too. Yes. That's so weird. Okay. That popped, first thing that popped in my head. Rosemary. Rosemary is our Mixie's name. Okay, so then write the name. Drop it in. Oh! oh. <laughs> it flew in. Stir it again. Oh my god. <gasps> that was fast. And then we have to say the magic words. Ready? One, two, three. Magicus Mixus! <laughs> There's smoke coming out of the cauldron. Y'all have to watch this you have to watch on YouTube this. or Spotify. Oh, oh my, my god. god. What the fuck? <gasps> we are wizards. I this is the most cool thing I've ever done. I am a in my real life. witch now. Oh my god, it's so pretty. It's smoking. What's going <gasps> to There's a mixie in there. There's a little voice. The smoke is, is really cool. Wow. Ooh. It's like swirling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Wait. <gasps> oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Wait. Look at it. Twist to release. Twist. Okay. Oh. Wait, step one is we're supposed to cut this little part. Okay. Here's some scissors. Oh, good thing. What? Okay. Oh my gosh. The mixie. It just like appeared. And what the hell? Twist. 
It's baby rosemary. Oh my god. It's a little Oh my god. It looks like an angel squirrel gremlin. It has wings and horns. It has wings and horns. And sparkly. It farted and it laughed. It is my child. (laughs) Oh my god. This is now the third eye bind mascot. Oh. This is Rose. Wow. Do you want to share anything with our guests? What do you think? Are you shy? That's okay. Why are you shy? Oh. Look at the little gem. Sometimes the wands. Does the wand do stuff? To- <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> I love you. I love you. We love you. We love you, Rosemary. We have a child now. We had a baby. <laughs> the thir- <laughs> the oh third eye bind baby. This is adorable. This is amazing. How did that even happen? Because we poured liquid into this cauldron, and this thing isn't wet. It's not wet. This is actual magic. This is literal toy magic. This like, is- I can't even tell you where. There's no liquid in it. Like, where did it go? Apparently, you can, like, use this to make spells again. I have to look at the big instructions, but they were too big for us to read. Oh, my God. My God no. <laughs> Laura has the mixie in her, in my overall in her overall pocket. It's so cute. It's my baby friend. Oh, my God. I give this toy a 50 10, out of 10. 50 out of 10. This 800 is, thumbs up. This is an incredible toy, and... It made me very happy as an adult person. It says it's for ages five and up. I think you should go get one. Um, She's sleepy. It's sleep. What's their so little day? What are, they, they, what are your pronouns? <laughs> Tell me your pronouns. Do you have no? What's your little pronouns? They're like a real angel. I think you're a they them. I think so too. Yeah. They're giving non-binary. Yeah, icon. they are. They have like Look gold. At the Okay, yes, yes. He's sleeping. I love them. This is adorable. I love them so much. (laughs) I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. This is going to live on our third eye bind altar. Yes. You are now our little guardian angel. I'm obsessed with you. (laughs) Wings like Hermes. I love it so much. This is a nice doll, too. It like is they a have nice doll. posable arms and legs, and you're not a doll, you're a baby. You're a real, <laughs> you're a real thing. Oh my goodness. Uh, if you normally listen, this is the episode to watch. Like, Yeah, um, you gotta watch this. Let's turn the cauldron around yeah, for a sec. So you can so see you can the see. gorgeous jewel. We were pouring water into this thing, and it just literally it just popped up. Like, that was so magical. And like, there's no liquid in here. There's no liquid. Look, I'm sure no, it's I'm, probably on like on the bottom somehow. But like, how? I don't even care to know how. This was magical. Worth everything. Absolutely. Was, it's so really. This was so cool. I'm obsessed. 
I'm so happy. Yeah. They're, they're asleep now. <laughs> they're asleep now. We love well, you, Rosemary. Here's Rosemary. I don't know if you can see Rosemary on We're the We are not camera. sponsored by Magical Mixie, but But if you'd like to sponsor shit. us. <laughs> this is just a recommendation. Oh, what a what a great modern I have a little bit of its hair in my mouth. Magical <laughs> toy. Truly, this was really fucking cool. A really positive magical toy experience in a you know yeah this wouldn't have existed when we were kids no this is so neat and even if you don't have kids you should go get a magic mixie seriously it was extremely satisfying i would do it again <laughs> 10 out of 10 mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. that was great oh, thank you for bringing the mixie thank you for coming up with this magical game episode idea and thank you for tuning in we really enjoyed it. We hope you did too. This is the last episode of season three. Yes. Thank you. Thank you to all our listeners, our supporters, to everybody who's rated the show, who shared the show. We're so grateful for you. We, we will go back to the drawing board for season four. Yeah. We can't wait to see you next season. Which will probably be in three, four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> We move quickly We here. move quickly here at Third Eye Bind. <laughs> so thank, thank you so you. much for tuning into Third Eye Bind. Be sure to leave a message on the Third Eye line. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash thirdeyebind. Third Eye Bind is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin at caitlin.grania.